0: Hey, we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study. We're doing a little lighthearted presentation today on uh, Barack Hussein Obama. There was a sheriff in my hometown recently, and they were having some political rally, and it was they were promoting McCain and Palin. and the, the sheriff, um, when he was giving the intro to it was either M- McCain or Palin or whatever, he mentioned Barack. Hussein Obama's full name, and there was this big, gigantic controversy over this. How dare he? Well, it's his name, isn't it? I mean, why should there be a controversy over a man's full name? My name's Scott Allen Johnson. Okay, are you saying you can't say my full? Oh, it's not politically correct. It has Muslimic, Islamic overtones. Evidently, it should have that. His dad was a was a, was a rabid Muslim, and he, and so is he. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna hopefully prove that. Um, if we haven't already, we're gonna look into that a little bit more. This next article is entitled The Second Lawsuit Challenges Obama Citizenship. Man-demand state verified birth records or remove the senator from the ballots. This was posted on October 16th, World Daily Net. In a second lawsuit. Challenging Barack Obama's natural-born citizenship, a Washington resident, is demanding officials review original and certified birth documents of the Democratic presidential candidate. Now, we touched upon this in one of the last articles, but we didn't go in depth. I wanted to go a little bit more in depth because the Bible says, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, a thing is established. And I want to just verify that we're, we're hearing from, you know, Several different sources here, these things. We're not just making this stuff up. It's just not one person that's bringing these accusations against Obama. Stephen Marquise of Falls City, Washington filed suit October 9th Washington State Supreme Court calling for the Secretary of State, Sam Reed to determine whether Obama is a citizen before Election Day. Marquise released a statement saying the state has the authority to prevent the wholesale disenfranchisement of voters who might have otherwise had the opportunity to choose a qualified candidate should records show Obama is not a natural born U.S. citizen. Quote, at this point Mr. Obama has not allowed independent or official access to his birth records nor the supporting hospital records. Marquis wrote, the Hawaiian Health Department has violated federal law by ignoring formal freedom of information requests of the same. See, they're all in cahoots with one another. Marquis referenced prominent Pennsylvania Democratic and attorney Philip J. Berg lawsuit in the district court against Senator Barack Obama and the DNC for proof of Obama's American citizenship Mr. Obama failed to respond to the district court's request to produce or allow access to the official documents should they exist, and instead filed a motion to dismiss, arguing the plaintiff had no standing or right to know. It's as though the most important thing regarding this, man, the most foundational aspect regarding if this person would even have any standing to run for President of the United States, or Senator, or any other office, it's as though we have no right to know that. Because that's how flagrant things have have gotten, and how so out of control things are in this country. We don't have any right to know. This non-response as of 9 in the federal court casts doubt on the veracity of the electoral system and is the principal reason for the lawsuit. Marquis said in his late entry of the lawsuit is due to Obama's delay and subsequent non-response to reasonable request for valid certificates. He indicated that his request for cert- certification of birth documents were rejected by Washington Office of the State Secretary of State. Marquis requested an injunction to force the office to conform to Obama's U.S. citizenship or remove his name from the Washington ballots. He said, and this guy's got some backbone, I mean, so does these other people going after this. He said, now the reason they don't have a bullet in their head is because they're too high profile at this point. If they turn up with a bullet in their head, then it would it would add all the more um, credence that they were on the right track. So they can't do that. What they've got to do is either ignore or discredit. And as you can see, most of what they've done is more on the lines of ignoring you know, these types of things because they, they believe they're above the law. He said the agency is specifically charged with certifying and guaranteeing the veracity of official documents and overseeing the elections to wit, the people's confidence in this fundamental aspect of democracy is maintained. However, Marquis continued, To date, in this regard, Secretary of State Sam Reid has not carried out that fundamental duty. So again, I hate to say it, but it looks like they're all in cahoots with one another. Uh, next article is entitled, The DNC Steps In to Silence Lawsuit Over Obama's Birth Certificate. Democratic Democrats are suing, Democrats suing his own party, says they're... They're all in cahoots. This was posted on October 4th of this year. The man suing Senator Barack Obama and the DNC for proof of Obama's citizenship is outraged that his own party, rather than just providing the birth certificate he seeks, would step in to silence him by filing a motion to dismiss the lawsuit. I mean, here we got a Democrat who the DNC, his own party, is stepping in to silence him. As World Daily Net reported, prominent uh Pennsylvania Democrat and attorney Philip J. Berg, we know the story there, okay? Uh, Berg told World Daily Net the longer the DNC tries to ignore his lawsuit or make it go away instead of just providing the documents, the more convinced he is that the accusations are correct. I mean, that's the way it sure looks. Earlier last week, lawyers for Obama and the DNC filed a joint motion to dismiss Berg's lawsuit. The fact that the DNC joined in the dismissal request has Berg fuming. Believing his party leaders have ignored his pleas for proof in order to favor their chosen candidate over a rank-and-file constituent. Um, there is a conspiracy not only of the DNC and Obama, but also the U.S. court system and the the, um, the control mass media outlets at large. All of these institutions, these corrupt institutions, are in cahoots with one another. And they are, you know, it's one big concerted effort here. Uh, Berg goes on to say, I think it's outrageous the DNC should be in- ensuring the Democratic Party and the public that they have a qualified candidate up there to file a joint motion it looks like they're in cahoots. Berg is frustrated not only with his own party's leadership for allegedly not investigating Obama's background, but also with the major news outlets for failing as well. I should also be suing the national media as their disgrace for not properly vetting, inspecting, or checking out bra- Barack Obama. Look what they're doing to Governor Palin. They're opening up her closet doors. They're going through everything personal, but no one has even gone after Obama at all. It doesn't make sense. Well, it does make sense if it's all been predetermined, and they're the ones that are predetermined to be discredited. In other words, Palin, McCain, they're... I mean, M- M- McCain is presented at, as a... Um, Kind of as a, uh, and it's true, he's a, like a loose cannon, he's always had the maverick label, he's, he's uh, very prone to infantile uh, rage bouts, um, you know, a, a lot of these different things. And um, But th- look at all the things, if they wanted to, they could go after with a, on Obama. I mean, it would be far, far greater than anything McCain could ever bring to the table, okay? Um, but they don't do that, they're just ignoring all that. When asked what he would do if the DNC succeeded in getting this case dismissed, Berg said he would immediately file an appeal to the 3rd Court of Appeals, and if we don't get a fair ruling there, immediately to the U.S. Supreme Court. Now that's, again, I already ruled on this update, already talked about the update, they did deny it for all these bogus reasons this court did, so he is going to appeal it to the Court of Appeals, but again, you know, what you see going on here is they're just going to keep dismissing this until Obama's in office and then it's going to be a moot point because the dictator will be in place at that point. Then he says, we're dealing with the U.S. Constitution and it must be followed. Now, that's not that's, that's not to say if Bush can find a way to impose martial law, uh, some kind of false flag nuclear event on our soil, some terrorist attacks, uh, avion flu, mass pandemic, well then all bets are off pretty much because Bush is going to stay in office. Now that would that would tend to negate what we're talking about today because if Bush stays in office, Obama's a moot point. So again, just be aware. And now that's not a good scenario either because under martial law... Um, All these executive orders that have been put in place starting through Clinton and and, and upwards can be put in place where they can take us and put us in concentration camps and do all kind of fun stuff. And, you know, I mean that in a very draconian way. Um, So, again, that would probably be as bad as Obama getting an office. Imposing martial law would probably be the worst possible case scenario. Now, maybe the Lord's going to use that to judge this nation. Maybe the Lord's going to use that to judge the lukewarm church. I don't know. May his will be done, truly. Okay? And um, the Bible says, He that seeks to save his life shall lose it. Jesus said this. But he that seeks to lose his life for my sake shall find it unto life eternal. So death is not something that we should fear. Because death, for a born-again Christian, is the doorway of hope. It is the doorway of eternity to heaven. Okay? So again... You know, not to say I'm over here praying for some martyr's death. But if the Lord has so appointed me to that, then let the Lord's will be done. All I'm praying for is that the Lord would give me the courage, the faith, the strength, the grace, the fortitude to get through with whatever He would have for me. Okay? Uh, so again, you know, this is something that you really... In the day and times we're going into, you have to have the right mindset. You have to have the right biblical mindset. Not to say, I believe also, that the Lord is going to let every one of the remnant just be wiped off the planet. There's no biblical precedent for that. God always preserves a remnant. Okay, And this is, again, why the Bible says, Pray that you be accounted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon this world. Okay, So, again, this is something that you should be pray you're accounted worthy. Because I know one thing, there's going to be a lot of lukewarm so-called pseudo-Christians in this country that are not going to be accounted worthy. The only thing they were worthy of doing is warming a pew. That's about all they were worthy of. Okay, And they proved that through their actions. So, anyway, if we go further here, Burke he, uh, says, "...we're dealing with the U.S. Constitution and it must be followed." Uh, But again, with the way the court system is, that's pretty much a joke in today's day and age. Berg explained, I want the Constitution enforced, that's my main reason for doing this. Well, whether that's true or not, I don't know. If If he's a rabid Hillary person, if this were to happen, then Hillary could step in. Which is also another really bad case scenario, okay? Either way. Um, And then he says the real outrage is that there's nothing in our system that provides, that a candidate must provide that his qualifications are true and correct before he or she runs. And that the safeguards should be put into our system by law. Well, I guarantee you, if it was a candidate they didn't want in there, they would would micromanage and, and look at that thing with a microscope and you would never even have... Any chance of running in this office unless you had already been preordained to that. You don't get, you don't get to run for president or have any legitimate, quote, shot at president unless the establishment has given you the nod. Okay? Because everything is predetermined at this level. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and go to the next article. And I got this the other day. And it was entitled, Extremely Important Info. Don't assume that you know it. Educate yourself. And it was a warning from somebody named Buzz, B-U-Z-Z. They are removing all Obama articles. Mine are all gone. How about yours? And this is an email exchange that that was forwarded to me. And then this person says, Things are being shut down to the truth already. YouTube said no more of those videos that are telling the truth about Obama, etc. Obama is getting with officials to stop things so the voter fraud will not be stopped. Well, the voter fraud is already going to be taking place through the Diebold and through the electronic voting machines that have all been proven to be rigged. And we're going to talk about that shortly here. Um, we, need to be on our, we need to be on our knees in prayer. I agree with that. Okay, Our way of life that we take for granted freedom could be gone overnight. Martial law can be declared to stop our comings and goings. Well, martial law, most likely, if that were to be declared, would be declared in more of, a, in more of an immediate fashion under Bush. Okay, Because even if Obama wins the election, he's not president right away. Okay, So we've got several months before that would even be the case. Um, not, not a ton of months, but we have some time there. Um, so anyway... This I thought this was interesting. Now, what I did with this email, and I really didn't mean to, to do this. I, I found this out by accident. This is very interesting. I went and I forwarded this to myself because there was a lot of different things that I wanted to kind of edit out of this particular article because there was some stuff that I had, I had already covered and, stuff, and I wanted to kind of just go over the high points of this particular little article it gave like all 59 points of, of Obama, of, of this thing that um, this guy had brought this, this attorney had brought and I didn't want to go over every single one of the points so I, I kind of edited it and I sent it to myself but you know what was crazy never came back to me I never received this email you know how I printed, had, had to end up printing this thing out? The edited version had to go into my send box and print it out. Because it did send, but it never got back to me. Which I thought was really, really weird. Um, now, so what I did, just to prove this to myself, I sent a generic email to myself at the exact same time. Because normally it comes back to you right away. Well, I waited like an hour or two and hadn't come back to me. So I sent just in a generic email to myself and it came back to me instantly. But it had nothing to do with Obama. Okay, so understand what I'm talking about here is the thought police are starting to take over. I've had this happen with other emails, but I thought this was very weird because this particular article about Obama um, had some things in it, you know, that I have sent out emails on. But is if this particular information got out, this is <laughs> this is a whole other can of worms here. Um, and also, another thing I've been noticing just recently, they're starting to tag websites as, like, safe or unsafe. I- I've noticed that some of the updates that Internet Explorer is doing, when I go to a particular website, it won't go to it right away. It'll actually kind of hang up, and you'll actually have to go click on it in your tab folders. And um, I know that they had been talking about if they deemed it, un- if they deemed it unsafe... They did that with a World Daily Net article that I was trying to click into. Okay, so again, this is the thought police. This is the whole thing. And you're going to be seeing more and more and more of this to suppress the truth. Hey, Obama's got a lot to suppress. I mean, the bottom line, he's got a lot to suppress. This next part of this article is entitled Larry Sinclair and Barack Obama. The story of Barack Obama and the media does not want you to know. Now I have put out several references to this material in the past. I haven't discussed this on the internet, I have, and I have not seen any of this man's information properly refuted as of yet. And considering the other skeletons in Obama's closet that we just talked about, it wouldn't be a stretch to believe this at all. Okay, uh, Larry Sinclair. He's he's. This is this blog that he has. Now this guy has received over two million seven. 100,000 hits on his website, okay? Larry Sinclair, I have been attacked, falsely arrested, and falsely charged, all in an effort to hide the truth about Barack Obama's crack cocaine use in 1999, his extramarital affairs with me and other gay men, his long-term intimate and sexual relationships with the murdered Donald Young, who was the former choir director of Obama's church, TUCC in Chicago, now again, I, again, I put out several things on this. I'm not going to go in depth in this today, okay? But I'm just touching on this, on this information. The Obama thugs have have had my website shut down, my Start-A-Logic, by Startologic one day before the DNC convention, and they have admitted and bragged of being responsible for distributing my Social Security number to individuals who are using it illegally on October 11th and 10th, 2008. Obama supporters, surrogates. Did hack into my two Hotmail accounts, one AOL account, and my blog on my original YouTube account, and deleted every video, article, email, and file from all of them. Wake up, America, as these same obots, as recently as yesterday, had the nerve to say that on November 5th, 2008, I and Puma, P-U-M-A, and Clinton supporters and others who opposed Barack Obama will see what is going on against Obama, will see what's going... We will see what going against Obama will bring us. They have, been, they have stated that people opposing Obama will be arrested, sued, fired, and beaten. And that's, again, that's why I said that one Bible verse. You know, I must work You know, while there's still day. The night is coming when no man can work. Okay. When that happens, I don't know. But these Obama people, and I'm telling you, they are like the Obots. They are viewing this guy as a Messiah. It doesn't matter what he has done. They are under his spell, and they were going to have no problem arresting, firing, suing, beating you know and he said this was posted on October twentieth, two 2008, it's kind of coincidental my, I have a couple websites regarding the uh, one of the products that I sell and they've been down for over three days, three days for no reason whatsoever and I can't get any satisfaction about getting them online right now, none, three days solid, never happened ever before just when I start to research this stuff about Obama, I don't know if it has anything to do with that, but it is kind of a weird coincidence for me. And on this man's website, this Larry Sinclair, this was um, posted October 24, 2008. <clears throat> he let this article be published on his website called The Truth About Mitch. I'm just going to read you the first paragraph. The below article is written by one of my critics. Now, this is Larry Sinclair allowing a critic Of Larry Sinclair to post on his website. I think it kind of speaks, I mean, the the man's homosexual, he admits it. He admits, you know, these types of things. He had a relationship with Obama. Okay, but he has the integrity enough to actually allow one of his critics to post on his site. Not a lot of people would, would be willing to do that, okay? The below article is written by one of my critics who, while avidly opposing me from day one, has also opposed the lies and false statements repeated by the Obama bloggers. I assured this person I would publish his article and I am keeping my word to his or to him. I feel it is necessary to publish this person's article because the media outlets such as politico.com msnbc Greta, NBC, and other MSM have used lies and misrepresentations of my blog in question to slander me, my family, and deny the American voters the right to know and decide for themselves. To me, just reading this guy, knowing that nobody's refuted any of this information, he seems like he's got about as much integrity as anybody I've talked about today. Okay? And again, these media outlets he mentioned, MSNBC, NBC, MSN... The controlled media who have totally been silent about all the information we reported on today, when in reality they should have been screaming for justice. This is entitled, the, the next part of it, of this email that I got, was entitled, Obama and the DNC Admit All the Allegations of the Federal Court Lawsuit. Um, and this is about the Philip J. Berg thing. Now, I'm not going to rehash everything we've talked about, but there is. Uh, He lists all these different things they they essentially admitted to. And Berg stressed his position regarding the urgency of this case as we the people are heading to a constitutional crisis if this case is not resolved forthwith. And this Philip J. Berg gives his address, his cell phone, his 800 numbers, fax numbers. I mean, the guy seems like he's pretty above board in regard to he's he's not trying to hide from anybody. okay. And again, you have to ask yourself, if, if McCain was trying to win... Why isn't he all over this verifiable information? I mean, this is this isn't a smoking gun. I don't know what is. It's because he has been put in the predetermined loser slot, the scripted plan, and he is going to carry out his part in this grand deception. Okay, done for the benefit of the American people. So. This article ends by saying update on requests for money written by Linda Starr. Some of the reasons there have been solicitations for help with the expenses of Philip Berg, this attorney, are because the official government agencies are refusing to honor federal subpoenas. They want individual signed court orders by the judge commanding them to obey. In the case of Hawaii, their attorney general wrote Phil refusing to obey and demanding in and, and, and demanding a Hawaiian federal court subpoena. That means that they are trying to cost Phil so much with big fees for serving them and then to get them issued all over again. In other words, they're just trying to divert, you know, uh, they're just trying to make him jump through as many hoops as possible so he'll either give up or just run out of money. Because this costs money to do this stuff in the court systems. Now ask yourself, why would the Hawaiian attorney general or any other governmental agency refuse to honor a federal subpoena? What is it they are hoping to hide by delaying obeying long enough, thinking the judge will dismiss the suit? Are these people conspiring with Obama to subvert federal court system and to deny the American people justice and truth? And Obama has a truth squad? How do these Abominator trolls who do they think they're fooling? And more importantly, why would they jeopardize our Constitution and our country just to get Obama in the White House. There is something very sick about this whole situation. I'm beginning to think that there is way more to this question about Obama being a Muslim and possibly a Manchurian candidate sent to destroy America and our entire way of life. I truly believe... This is about the future of our country. And I don't know about you, but I won't support an illegal alien for president when we as Americans have to submit to documents for identification in every area of our lives. But this guy doesn't even have to have the documentation to prove he's an American citizen. You can't even get a bank savings account with all sorts of of identification now, and they have allowed this non-citizen to run for president? Okay, so if we go further... Let's talk right now about the vote fraud issue. Okay? Joseph Stalin said those who count, cast the votes decide nothing. The communist dictator of Russia, Joseph Stalin, who was responsible for like killing 50-60 like, million people. Those who cast the votes decide nothing. Those who count the votes decide everything. Okay? And that's never been more true. He would have loved to have had electronic voting in Russia. Loved it because there's no paper trail. No way, you know, just flip-flop the numbers, man. It's all a computer program. Now again, if you want to know more about this, you go to www.blackboxvoting.org, not .com. .org, blackboxvoting.org or www.votefraud.org. Now, this ad that I'm going to be reading, you ran in the New Hampshire Manchester Union Leader newspaper 2 days before the primary recently. This is in uh, 2008. It was an attempt to get poll watchers to watch the polls. Okay, now this is I'm I'm reading this article, and it is entitled "Watch the Vote 2008." www.libertybroadcastnetwork.org www.libertybroadcastnetwork.org. So this is help watch the vote in the New New York New Hampshire primary for. Um, I'm reading off the ad now for Ron Paul and for everyone else. We are devoted to an honest and transparent count for all candidates and all voters. We have chosen a picture of Ron Paul as an example of the kind of candidate who needs you to protect the vote. We all witnessed how the major TV networks and the nationally syndicated radio talk shows suppressed the coverage recently of Ron Paul's incredible $6.2 million internet fundraising day on December 16, 2007, the largest single fundraising day in history for a presidential candidate. And and again, you know, $6.2 million, what good did it do anybody? What good did all that money do? He knew he wasn't going to win, I'm sorry, but until you get the vote fraud controlled there is no way the establishment is going to let Ron Paul in. Okay? So, I have a lot of mixed feelings about that whole thing. I really do. $6.2 million. Who did that come from? What were all, all that money that went to him was wasted. Totally, 100% wasted, essentially. What good did it really do? Well, it, de- it further depleted the very people that they want to destroy. That's what it did. And again, that's why I always bring it back to the vote fraud issue. Because unless they correct the vote fraud issue, it doesn't matter who you want to vote for. It doesn't matter. Because the foundational issue here is if they can manipulate the votes, who cares who you vote for? What does it matter? What does it matter? If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Psalm 11, verse 3. And this is a foundational issue. There's 6.2 million uh, in internet Fundraising on December 16, 2007 was the largest single fundraising day in history for any presidential candidate ever. And it was Ron Paul. Alert Americans are concerned that news suppression by by the powerful might be followed by an an attempted vote suppression, vote theft by the powerful. C, HBO. Home box office documentary, Hacking Democracy. And I'm going to post all of these links you can click into, and you can watch all these shows right off my PDF file. You can click into them, and it'll show them. Hacking Democracy by HBO, VoteFraud.org, BlackBoxVoting.org, TheLandsReport.com, The Book Vote Scam, The Stealing of America by Jim and Ken Collier, The Right to Count, and The Uncounted, both documentaries, the book, entitled HACKED, and um, uh, and then note, Liberty Broadcast Network, ORG, is not connected to the Ron Paul campaign or any of the pre- presidential campaigns. They're just simply wanting a fair vote. They're not actually connected to the campaign. They're just simply wanting a fair vote count is all they're really asking for. New Hampshire has been the best primary system in the United States, about 40% of the polling places hand-count the ballots in public. That's really good, okay? Because about 40% of the 300-plus precincts still count paper ballots by hand at closing time, before citizen witnesses, Richmond, New Hampshire is one such example, Counts, and they count ballots essentially as our forefathers did, locally and in the open. About, but about 60% of the polling places process the ballots on an optical Scanner diebold computer. Los Angeles Times reported seven twenty eight zero seven. Los Angeles Times not like there is some conservative bastion of humanity. Los Angeles Times even said scientists prove diebold computers easily rigged and totally unreliable in elections. End of quote. The New York Times reported. Um, this is from United Press International 72807. Computer experts found several ways to change the vote totals by breaking the codes to the Diebold election systems. The New York Times reported Saturday. Okay? HBO documentary Hacking Democracy shows an actual hacking of a Diebold computer in Leon County, Florida. In August 2007, Secretary of State Deborah Bowen decertified Diebold AccuVote systems by name. Why are they being used still? The problem with computer-counted cities is the ballots are almost always hidden from the public on Election Day, which is all by design. The way the voting computers are made to work, including the AccuVote, is that the voters mark a paper ballot, okay, so far so good, then they feed the ballot into a machine, which eats it, which is bad, After which the ballots are not seen by the public for several weeks in the case of a recount, which is very bad, and then or never thereafter are they seen by the public, which is very, very bad if there's no recount. The reason we inserted almost always in the text above is that New Hampshire law is superior to all other state laws. The local town leaders have the option to take ballots out of the AccuVote computer as the polls close and and to count the paper ballots in public for all to see, which is very good. We are urging the cities using computers to also count the paper ballots in public at closing time, just like the rest of New Hampshire is doing. That way, if it's a close election, no will have any doubts about the results. The Supreme Court has ruled twice, once in 1964, once in 1915, that our right to vote consists of two parts. Number one, the right to cast a ballot. Number two, the right to know that it is an effective ballot counted accurately. Seems reasonable to me. Any justification which prevents citizen Witnesses from seeing a hand count before the ballots are locked away is violating the citizen's right to know that his or her vote was counted effectively. Many computer errors during the elections have been caught and reversed. How many have not been caught? LibertyBroadcast.org has set up a system whereby you can become a correspondent, observe the count, at least one of New Hampshire's 300 plus precincts and report what you are seeing directly on the internet. At a hand-counted precinct, observe the count and call the results to the designated at-home representatives listed who will upload the results to the internet. If you have a laptop, upload the results yourself. We hereby call on all the towns using the AccuVote computers to pass an emergency resolution and to also count the paper ballots by hand in public immediately after each polling place closes. If any town does not do this, the correspondent should ask the town leaders, preferably on videotape, why are they insisting on hiding the ballots from the people on the primary day? Okay, now I know there are people that have done this, but the problem is, is the media totally doesn't report on this whatsoever, and there's not enough people doing it for it to really make a big difference. There's just not enough public outcry, in other words. Um, And again, this is a big scripted play that we're we're in right now, and they're going to try to suppress this stuff as much as they possibly can. So let's go further. This is another article entitled GOP Vote Fraud, Smoking Gun, Banned from CNN, Fox, NBC. This is a YouTube video you can go watch. Bev Harris from Black Box Voting, blackboxvoting.org, blackballed by all the networks now. Her last CNN, CNN report before she was blackballed. Uh, After Mrs. Mrs. Harris participated in HBO's uh, documentary, Hacking Democracy, you can watch the whole thing for free. I watched it. And I mean, it was so flagrant (laughs) that, you know, I I just can't believe after watching that you would have any doubts that the voting process in this country uh, has not totally been compromised, and that's just one of the documentaries out there right now, and I really believe the Illuminati is is allowing this, the establishment whatever you want to call them, the global elite are allowing these documentaries um, just to see If there's going to be any public outcry, and for the most part there really hasn't been, there just hasn't been. I mean, everybody is cis boom bah rah rah rah. We're going to go vote. We're going to get McCain or Palin or we're going to get Obama. I'm going to rip your yard sign up. You're going to rip my yards. I'm going to physically attack you. I'll you're you know I'm going to beat you up because you're for Obama. And you know what? Your vote doesn't mean a thing. It doesn't matter. It, it's, it's irrelevant, okay? Until they get the fraudulent vote scam system, until they get rid of these Diebold computers, and we could do a whole subject on Diebold, how they're interconnected with the Republican Party, this and that, and, and all of the conflicts of interest that, are, that exist with Diebold. I mean, that by itself could, could comprise a two-hour teaching that I would do, just on Diebold. Okay, until that issue get straightened out. I don't care if you're voting for Chuck Baldwin, who doesn't have any chance whatsoever of getting in, because the establishment is not going to let it happen, okay? doesn't matter. Your votes are irrelevant, okay? I think we'd be much better off praying, getting on our knees, and... and concert in a concerted effort toward prayer in regard to this evil being exposed if it be the lord's will but i don't think that's going to happen either people want to focus on some man that they believe is going to deliver them from all their problems and god is going to show them that that is not going to happen it's going to get to a point where you're going to Totally be relying on the Lord Jesus Christ, most likely. He's going to put you in a position, and I'm I'm not including myself, not in this, I'm going to include myself in this, but He's probably going to put us in positions, like He did with many of the other Christians that have been persecuted in times past, that we're not going to have a choice but to totally rely on Him. There's going to be no man that's going to come along and save you. There's going to be no 501c3 corporate church. In fact, they're going to be used just the opposite. They're going to be used to quell dissent. They're going to be used to implement homeland security initiatives. They're they're already in they're already uh, totally in cahoots with the government because of their five hundred one c three status. They're going to be places where they issue mass inoculations in the in the case of an avian flu outbreak or in the case of some public health pandemic. The 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 uh, the, um, the the wolves and sheep's clothing. These lukewarm pastors are going to be used to pacify the sheep. I've done studies on this where we've proven this beyond a shadow of the doubt. The legislation's all in place. It's all ready to go. I mean, it's it's a wonder that this hasn't already happened. and It's a wonder it hasn't happened years ago. But the Lord, all I can say is the Lord is long-suffering and merciful. You know, I just pray, my, my prayer has been that He would put the body of Christ, the remnant, in a position of strength so that we can be used mightily in the days to come. Not to say if we're in a position of weakness, He can't use us. I would just really love to see the remnant be used in a mighty way as a beacon of strength where people, are, are their hearts are failing them for fear of what's coming upon the earth. And they look at these born-again Christians, these, this, these remnant Christians, and the remnant Christians are standing tall. And they're saying, hey, the Bible predicted this. The Bible said this was going to happen. But they're not getting that in the churches. They're getting dominionism. Oh no, things are going to get better and better and better until we just usher in the kingdom. Boy, their world's going to really fall apart when, when Obama takes over. If that's the way it plays out, or if Bush imposes martial law, that's not going to be getting gooder and gooder. Let me tell you that right now. Excuse my French. Things aren't going to be getting better and better. Okay? Things are going to get worse and worse until it re- re- reaches a pinnacle head World War III is probably going to be involved. There may be an avian flu outbreak. There may be a false flag nuclear event on our soil. There are so many different scenarios that could go down. And through the chaos, through the ashes of World War III most likely, the Antichrist is going to arise with his ascended masters, okay? And they're going to come and they're going to have all the answers to all the world's problems. And people are going to be so desperate at that point. You think they're desperate now with the economy the way it is? It could get so much worse Okay, and it probably will. Out of that controlled crisis, they will bring um, the answer. You know, order ab cal, the 33rd degree mono of the Freemason, order out of chaos. They're going to bring the New World Order out of chaos. Okay, that is the scripted plan. How Obama's going to fit into it? I can't say for sure. I can't be dogmatic if he's actually going to get in. If Bush imposes martial law before that time, which I know he would love to do, but see, he is subject to his Illuminati handlers above him. These are puppets on a string. Okay, you have to understand that. that They're, they're not just calling their own shots, you know. And their handlers get their, their marching orders, I believe, directly from Satan. Satan, you know is the one that ultimately is in control of this situation. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ is ultimately the one that is in control. He's letting this happen. You have to understand that. He's permitting the strong delusion to be sent. And this is why it's so important that we're not, you know, destroyed for lack of knowledge and and that we're not... Deceived, because it said if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. The next uh, thing that you could go up and watch, if, that, if the first hacking democracy thing didn't convince you, there's another new documentary on. It's called Uncounted, uh, which is a documentary about a voting system under threat. And it's You go to uncountedthemovie.com uncountedthemovie.com is an explosive new documentary that shows how the election fraud that changed the outcome of the 2004 election led to an even greater fraud in 2006 and now looms as an unbridled threat to the outcome of the 2008 elections. This controversial feature-length film by Emmy Award winner David Earnhardt um, As the 2008 election approaches, three new controversial documentary films are all advocating an Audible, audible, um, not an audible, but an auditable. Like you audit something, voting system. They are taking the nation by storm and being screened internationally. Everyone from the Media Education Foundation to the Ron Paul meaning groups around the country and other YouTubers, YouTubers are taking action and sharing these documentaries with everyone. Engage others in dialogue about the 2008 election process. From that movie, we have some excerpts, uh, some quotes. <clears throat> The first one is the exit poll discrepancies in 2004. Now this is from Representative John Conyers, chair of the House Judiciary Committee. Here's what he said about the exit polls in 2004. Nearly all the experts are in agreement that the exit polls could not have been so far off that they gave such distorted results. It is far more rational that the voting process was compromised. (laughs) Well, that's a pretty big quote by, uh, you know, Chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. For decades, exit polls have been used in democracies around the world to predict with a high degree of accuracy the outcomes of important elections. Exit polls are much more, than, are much more precise than the pre-election polling in successfully predicting the outcome of the election. This is because they are surveying the voters immediately after they have cast their voting ballots rather than just asking potential voters before an election who they might support. So in other words, these are people that are staying outside um, the polling places that are actually surveying these people as they come out the door, right after they've cast their vote, and basically verifying, okay, who did you vote for? So that way they can compare it to the computer votes inside. But this John Conyers said during 2004 the exit polls were, were so far off and gave such distorted results that it was far more rational the voting process had been compromised. Compromised, I'm sorry. Um, So anyway, again, that's, that's how it works. However, the 2004 presidential race had unprecedented variations between exit poll results and the reported vote in almost all battleground states, as well as in others, less contested states. We've relied on the exit polls for many elections now. They have a history of at least 40 years, contends Jonathan Simon, co-founder of the Election Defense Alliance. In 2004, we saw something very different. The discrepancy between the election polls and the reported vote counts was off the charts. And this was a new phenomenon. I mean, granted, this has been going on for a long time, but this was off the charts. This is how flagrant it is. This is how bad it is. This is why I say your vote doesn't matter until they get this straightened out. The 2004 exit poll commissioned by six major news organizations showed that John Kerry won the popular vote with about fifty one percent of the vote. The final talent now again John Kerry was a skull and boneser, just like Bush. He played his part in this particular thing. Okay, so John Kerry's not not going to be going around and in, 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 in complaining. He he had a role to play and he played it, okay? They're both skull and bonesers, you know? So what does Yale turn out like, you know, what, 15 skull and bonesers every year? Just so happens that, you know, of one institution in the United States, they're both skull and bonesers. What do they produce like 15 or 20 every year? Just so happens the two end up running against one another in the elections? Oh, yeah, there's no coincidence there, I'm sure. In 10 out of the 11 battleground states, the reported vote results differed slightly from what people told the exit poll interviewers. The differences ranged from one6 in Michigan, 1.6%, to 94 in New Hampshire. And we already talked about New Hampshire, how it's one of the most accurate. Okay? But again, when you start comparing exit polls to die voting machines, it's going to become very apparent. Listen to this. In every case, the difference favored George W. Bush. Every case. Statistics can tell you what the chances are that you'd be that far off, said Bruce O'Dell, a data analyst with the election defense system. It's between astronomically impossible and ludicrously impossible, so it just didn't happen by chance. In other words, there is no way... That all these exit polls, when compared to the optical die voting machines, that they would all be in favor, the die voting machines would all be in favor of George W. Bush. It's impossible. If, if it was truly a random thing, it would have favored John Kerry sometimes and George Bush other times. But no, it wasn't that way at all. Professor Stephen Freeman, a statistician at the University of Pennsylvania, did an in-depth study. Of the 2004 exit polls, his conclusions are presented in his groundbreaking academic report, The Unexplained Exit Poll Discrepancy. And again, I give you the PDF you can go to here and click into it and do all the research you want. Jonathan Simon of the Election Defense Alliance analyzed the 2004 exit polls and the vote count data and concluded that John Kerry won the 2004 popular vote. Here's another PDF you can click into. Uh, Here's other things that, that this uncounted gets into, this movie, documentary. Um, This one is titled, Jim Crow, Voter Suppression in the 21st Century. The targeting of people of color is very political and very computerized. That was from Harvey Wiseman, journalist and author. Uh, And then there's another quote from Mary Beth Kuznick, Pennsylvania poll worker. When you see 42, 70, and 80% undervotes in a precinct in this election, you know that's not real. There's something desperately not right. Now, this is a lady that worked at the polling place. 42, 70, and 80% undervotes? Yeah, there's something really not right about that. This is from Andrew Gumbel, journalist and author of Steal This Vote. He said, With all these electronic machines, you can alter the outcome of a national election in a way that is just unprecedented in terms of its reach and the power to really play around. Just flip the votes? These are just numbers. You just manipulate them. You don't have any. You don't have any paper ballots anymore. They're all gone. Uh, here's another quote from Lowell Finley, who's the deputy, deputy secretary of state of California. Uh, he said, um, "Voters should not have to rely on any private company for the security and fundamental." Fairness of their election system, which Diebold is a private company. The further you go into privatizing this activity of running elections, the more you lose control over the very core of our democracy. Bobby Jackson, and again, we don't really have a democracy in this country, we have a republic. Uh, I pledge allegiance to the flag and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, okay. But everybody loves to use democracy, okay, and that's a whole other subject. Uh, here is Bobby Jackson, Ohio resident. On election day, I went to my polling place and was told that my name wasn't in, on the register. But I voted here in the primary, and they said, Well, you can sign a provisional ballot. Come to find out later, I followed up that my vote was never counted. End of quote. Here's another quote from Jonathan Simon, co founder of Election Defense Alliance. Elections in 2006 give us no reason to assume that our elections are now being run fairly and honestly. Just the opposite. Look at the pattern of the last few elections. We have every reason to believe that 2008 election is going to be manipulated. Well, that's what we're talking about. You know? So... It's so easy to manipulate the voting numbers. It's 95. Now, here, and here, the last subject I'll be talking about today is the, electro, the electoral college. And this is entitled, this article is entitled, The Electoral College, The Only Votes That Really Count. Now, I had a, a Christian brother email me an article with the same title. Or, he told me about an article on AOL.com that they had on their homepage up that morning. Okay? With the exact same heading. The Electoral College, the only votes that really count. Well, I went up on AOL.com a couple hours later. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find a trace of it. I asked him, I said, maybe... I emailed him back. I said, man, I can't find this thing. I said, I've done keyword searches. I can't find nothing. And he went and checked and it had already been sanitized. Because they don't want people to understand what I'm about to tell you. They don't want people to understand that. And again... You, you, If you compile all the stuff that we've talked about today, about a Barack Obama, and how he seems to be the one that they have anointed for this job, despite not having a verifiable birth certificate, despite having a, a, a Muslim upbringing. You know, I really didn't get into that today. I kind of edited that out. But, but suffice it to say, there's all kind of reams of proof that he had a Muslim upbringing in Indonesia as well as in Kenya. Okay, And then he has all t- actually, I'm sorry, we're going to be getting into that in the next the next study because this study today, I can only cover so much. In the next study, we're actually going to be getting into a lot of Barack Obama's um, policies and what he believes in, in his in his upbringing and you know um, you know, again, if if you're brought up the wrong way, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Bible says, Train up a child in the way they shall go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. Well, we're going to look at the way Barack Obama was trained up from a child. We're going to look at the foundation of the way that he was taught. Okay, so you, you, you're going to see that this is pretty uh, chilling stuff. But anyway, they had already sanitized this article. This article that I'm reading from, I was able to find, was from November 3rd, thousand, eight Eight years ago. okay by a guy named Adam Zoll and it's entitled The Electoral College The Only Votes That Really Count Contrary to popular belief voters who go to the polls on November 7th now this is as true today as it was then voters that go to the polls on November 7th will not elect the next president for the United States instead they will decide they will decide who from their state whether Democrat Republican or other will choose the next president for them (laughs) I mean Yeah, your vote really matters. Get out there and vote. because You know what all this voting stuff is? It's purely a diversionary process for what they term as the chattel, sheeple people. Okay? That's that's all it is. It's just a way that they can occupy the sheep. That's how they view us. And it works really well because there's going to be unprecedented voter turnout. There already has been. Already. I mean, in my hometown, it's like if you want to go pre-vote beforehand, you're going to have to wait an hour or two in line. What? what, So you can cast your worthless vote? Yeah, but you're out there doing your part. You feel like you're a good American. You can wear that little sticker around. Now, listen, if you've already done that, I'm not trying to come down. I'm just saying, in light of all the information that we've went through today, okay? Hopefully we've proven that the voting process in this country has been absolutely, totally compromised. We're going to talk about the Electoral College next. You know, and again, let me read this first statement one more time. Contrary to popular belief, voters who go to the polls on November 7th will not elect the next president of the United States. Instead, they will decide who from their state, whether Democrat, Republican, or other, will choose the next president for them. These special representatives or electors are collectively known as the Electoral College. The outcome of the Bush-Gore contest, or in this case the Obama-McCain contest, ultimately will be determined by the uniquely American brand of political caucus known as Electoral Math. See, this is just one other way they can rig it. Okay, They've got so many ways right now to manipulate and rig things. It's, it's, it's just almost laughable. Electoral votes are apportioned to each state. To each of the 50 states, based on its number of congressional seats, the 538 total electoral votes come from the number of Senate seats, 100, which are divided equally among the states. The House seats, uh, which are 435, which are divided according to the state's population. With additional electoral votes for the district of columbia which would be 3 to win a candidate to win a candidate must receive a majority of electoral votes which is currently 270 in other words the popular vote while often suggested while often suggesting who wins the election is essentially meaningless the distribution of votes from state to state is what actually determines the winner So, again, let me repeat that last statement. In other words, the popular vote, which is what everybody's doing right now, leading up to the election, while often suggesting who wins the election, is essentially meaningless. Now, this isn't some conspiracy theory guy. This is just a guy... This is from actually... You know what this is actually citing? Britannica.com. The encyclopedia... I mean, how much more generic can you get than Britannica.com? That is the website they'll reference you to in regard to this article. This is, and then it even gives you a nice little map you can look at to see, like in Texas, there's 32 um, electoral votes in in um, Texas, and in uh, California, there's 54. Florida, there's 25. At least at the time, the way it was written. Despite Election Day fanfare and screaming, newspaper headlines announcing the winner, the outcome of the election does not become official until more than a month later. The first Monday after the second Wednesday in December, electors gather in each state to vote for the President and the Vice President. Then they send the results to Congress, where the votes from all states are counted on January 6th. Two weeks later, on January 20th, the candidate who received the greatest number of electoral votes is inaugurated as president. That's what determines the president. In most presidential contests, the electoral college is an afterthought. After all, the popular vote is more easily understood and generally indicates the outcome of the electoral vote. But again, if the popular vote has been totally rigged via the diebold voting machines or the optical scanners or whatever type of machine they got, then <laughs> we've got two rigging processes here. In close races, however, this is not always so. Twice in American history, a candidate has lost the popular vote but has won a majority of the electoral vote and thus the election. In 1876, Rutherford B. Hayes narrowly won the electoral vote despite losing the popular vote to opponent Samuel Tilden, 51 to 48 percent. In 1888, Benjamin Harrison defeated Grover Cleveland in the Electoral College but lost the popular vote to Cleveland, 49 to 48 percent. These historical examples add fuel to the fire for those who argue that the electoral system should be abolished in part because it allows a candidate to win an election while lacking the support of the majority of the electorate. Well, see, they don't really have to even have a controversy about this now. Because if they just if they rig the popular vote, which they've obviously done, we, we've, we've proven that. And again, please watch these documentaries if you don't believe it. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, that's been proven. If they rig that part of it, they don't even need to really do a whole lot in the electoral But they do have that to fall back on, just in case. So they got their their, their double, um, double deceit set up there. The debate over the Electoral College has provided grist. I love that, grist. What a word. Has provided grist for political theorists almost since it was created. There have been more than 700 proposals to reform or eliminate the Electoral College over the past 200 years. And changing the Electoral College has been the most common subject of proposed constitutional amendments. Because they realize it's flawed, but the establishment doesn't want to change it. Why would they? I mean, it's the ultimate, you know, tool they can use to manipulate the votes if they have to. Yet the system survives more than two centuries after it was conceived. The greatest number of American citizens should have their wishes reflected in the person elected as president, says Lawrence Longley, author of the Electoral College Primer, 1999 Yale University Press. Despite his opposition to the Electoral College, Longley says that if it were abolished, it would have little effect on the public's view of the process, since most people generally don't even pay attention to it anyway, even though it's the most important predetermining factor. The only change is that it would ensure a fair determination of the presidency, he said. Let me read that again. Despite his opposition to the Electoral College, Longley, the guy that wrote this book on the Electoral College primer, who's opposed the Electoral College, he said if it were abolished, it would have little effect on the public's view of the process, since most people generally don't pay attention to it anyway. See, most people are just running around thinking, oh, my vote, my vote, my vote. Your vote counts for nothing. We've proven that. And then even if it did, the Electoral College can manipulate it the way they want to manipulate it. So the people don't pay any attention to it. Because the people in this country are generally speaking, and I'm not not talking about my listeners here, okay? But I'm talking about people in general are so dumbed down to this fact, are so brainwashed, or in this case so under the spell of Barack Obama, And there's all kind of articles up on the internet about how he's using mass hypnosis and all kind of hand signals and things like this during his speeches in order to do just that. that's a whole other subject. But he says in the end, the only change in abolishing the electoral electoral college, the only change that it would bring would be to ensure a fair determination of the presidency, as though that's some little light trivial thing. I think he said it in a flippant way, in almost a sarcastic way. I mean, that sounds like a slightly noteworthy issue, you know, ensuring a fair determination of the presidency, you know. It's it's kind of noteworthy. Call me crazy. Ultimately, the Electoral College is a trade-off, an imperfect system that sacrifices the direct voting in which the majority rules for the benefits of representative voting. See, a representative, they're representing you. These electoral, these people in the electoral college are representing you. They're doing your thinking for you, okay? In which individuals are chosen to represent the will of the people. The fact that it has survived so many challenges over the years suggests that it isn't going away anytime soon. And the establishment loves it because it's the ultimate tool at their disposal for deceiving the masses. Um, I'm going to go ahead. Because the next subject I've got to do is probably going to take me another two hours to cover. Uh, And again, we're going to continue with this study on uh, Barack Obama. And uh, we're going to uh, go into that next week. Uh, I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this time that you've given us. We praise you for your goodness and your mercy. I pray, God, that your truth would go forth today. I do pray, God, that you would forgive us for any and all sins we have committed in any way, shape, or form, and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be pleasing in your sight. Lord God, that we would always forgive those who have sinned against us. Lord God, I pray for your mercy upon the innocent, Lord God, upon the widows, the orphans, the poor, the humble, the meek, those that need and will be saved, Lord God, because you know the beginning from the end. Upon the body of Christ, I pray your angels would encamp around about them. I pray for your mercy upon us, Lord. I do pray that we would be accounted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon this world. That you would use us mightily in the days to come. That your name would be glorified through us. That you would give us the boldness and the courage and the strength and the grace and the fortitude to endure whatever is coming our way. And that we would not be afraid, Lord God, that we would only fear you. That we would have no fear of man. The Bible says, The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are bold as a lion. I pray, God, we'd be as bold as lions moving into the time that we're moving into, Lord. That we would not cower and back away, but that we would face this head on. And, Lord, that we would be used mightily for your glory. I pray, God, that the wicked would be rebuked. I pray, God, if it be thy will in the name of Jesus Christ that you would expose this great evil we've talked about today regarding Barack Obama, regarding this election process, how it's rigged in in this electoral college. But God, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. We praise you, Lord. We thank you. We ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.